Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, where your word, thought, verse, and chapter of the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callison. I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship Community Church. I want to say thank you for being a part of the Jesus Everyday Podcast and uh, joining us in here today as we have Matt Novitsky, our student director at our North Campus, joining us um, as we're journeying through the Gospel of Matthew. We're here in Matthew chapter 6 today. If you haven't already done so, we want you to read Matthew chapter 6 on your own, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal the mysteries of who Christ is to you. Uh, so that you can see who Christ is and then allow Christ to change you and live a Christ-like life. Uh, In that, a few just reminders, we have our Christmas dinners across all of our campuses coming up here on December 6th. Uh, For all three, for Salem campus, there's December 5th and 6th. There'll be uh, links in the show note below for you all to see the events that are coming up for that. Uh, So Matt, before we open up in Matthew chapter 6, where is your favorite place to go in the Roanoke Valley for food and for fun? I like a lot of the places. I have to narrow down Blue Cow, though, because of my wife. Uh, anytime we want to get ice cream, it has to be Blue Cow. Even recently, I was like, let's go Dairy Queen. It's around the corner. And we ended up at Blue Cow. So. <laughs> I haven't explained that. How's that happen? How's that happen? <laughs> yeah, well, my wife gets it in her head that uh, we're going to Blue Cow when I say, let's go get ice cream. And so we end up going to Blue Cow. <laughs> Do you have a, a favorite flavor I always they change get, it up too. They so. do change it up. Uh, I always get the uh, salted caramel, uh, br- sea salt brickle. Sorry, mm. I think is what it's called. Mm. That's pretty good, dude. My lips are, my tongue salivating. <laughs> I love ice cream. That's been my one thing. Like in because Matt and I serve in North County Roanoke. There's not a coffee shop in North County Roanoke, mm-hmm. and Blue Cow is. And I could be wrong, so shoot me an email if you have one. But Blue Cow is the only homemade ice cream shop in all of Roanoke. I think you're probably right. Uh, like we have Brewster's in North Carolina, which uh, nothing against Brewster's, but it's not homemade in mm-hmm. the sense. Like there's not these little, like when I grew up, I, we had three in Stanton, Virginia. We had three. We had Klein's. Um, and then um, my, my name, my mind just went blank on the Smiley's ice cream. And then I can't remember. And then um, Willie's ice cream was like homemade, good ice cream shops. That's interesting. I, I think actually, so I think you're right. And there, there's actually a new shop in Vinton. Mm. That I think they're gonna alternate like ice cream supply. So like right now they're selling Homestead okay. ice cream, which is nice because you don't know, drive the go. burnt chimney, right? Yeah. Um, what is it called? I can't remember the name of it. Okay, <laughs> so so it's, in it's brand new. Mm-hmm. Where's that in Vinton? It's sort of behind like uh, Vinton Baptist. Area okay, in the in this little strip mall area. Like where they're where the the. The, the Vinton R&D Coffee, like in that side? or like Kind of close the... to there, a little okay. bit further back, but oh, near, okay. near like the library. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Well, well, if you like ice cream, we need to get ice cream together. Just just email Matt and I and, we'll, and Jill and we'll, we'll get you an ice cream <laughs> date. Katie doesn't enjoy ice cream too much, so that's probably a good thing for me. That's probably a good thing for me. <laughs> All right, as we open up here in Matthew chapter 6, what was the verse that the Holy Spirit illuminated to you that you highlighted and wrote down? I was highlighting the Lord's Prayer uh, where Jesus is teaching how to pray, and in verse 9 he says, Pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts 
as we also forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Okay, explain. I, I, probably many of you all who are listening could recite that prayer along with Matt as he was reading it, um, but explain what Jesus is getting at when he's teaching his disciples, or to the followers here. Absolutely. So, uh, like you said, I think I grew up hearing this prayer all the time, and it, it didn't really hit me until being an adult what he was really saying. Mm-hmm. I think there are two parts to this prayer. The first one is surrender. It's, it's the person praying, surrendering sort of to the will of God and, and to glorify God, his will be done. And then the second half is kind of uh, like asking for the supply, right, mm-hmm. in light of the spiritual supply uh, to live in the will. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think there is, so from that surrender aspect, it is interesting, like Daniel Henderson would say, that prayerlessness is our declaration of independence from God. And so to pray would be declaring, no, I am dependent upon God and talking to him and listening to him. Um, but yet here we have Jesus. This is how you are to pray. And it's a model prayer that we can pray. Um, where is the, where's the boundary at? And like, Lord, I'm seeking your face for the sense of that. I want to be with you for conversation sake versus that surrendering. And I need you. Yeah, I think like that's a that's a great question. Um, I th- I think you can. Prayer is interesting, right? It could be mm-hmm. it could be simple or it can be uh, intense, right? For depending on, I think like in some sense, like prayer is conversation with God. In mm-hmm. some sense, like you know, when when you pray, you're you're communicating. Like that's how we talk to God. And so if if you don't communicate, right, typically your relationship gets dry. Mm. Um, so I think there is that simplicity, right? And and I think in other passages in Scripture, like, we're also called to pray for things that we need. And that might be physical things or, um, you know, things that are going on in our lives. Like, we can and are actually called to, like, talk to God about those things. Um, but I think, like, in this context, um, we're talking about spiritually-minded prayers, which I think is something that can often go um, neglected in our mm-hmm. lives because we could be focused on a need that we mm-hmm. have um, and neglect the spiritual. And the reality is, like, we have spiritual needs every day. Like, we mm-hmm. need that bre- we need that bread, right, that daily bread. We need uh, God in our lives. We need that daily um, surrender. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think you can have both of those. Um, I think, but I think that uh, the spiritual is often maybe neglected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just at the SBCB annual homecoming this past week, and I was talking to a uh, missionary, and they were saying that uh, one of the things that they have struggled to reconnect back in America, uh, I shouldn't say struggle, but they said like when we were in on the mission field, our knowledge and knowing of the dependence upon God for everyday needs Mm -hmm. drew them to be more intimate and closer to God, that now that they're back in the state side, it's like, you know, we don't worry about where our food's coming from. We just go to the store and buy it. And in that, as you separate it, like the spiritual needs and the physical needs, how those two are two separate, yet how they do interconnect Mm -hmm. and how like if our physical needs are, if we have higher amounts of physical needs could potentially lead us to having a higher dependency on God for our spiritual, while if our physical needs are being met, then maybe our spiritual needs become lackadaisical and we could run, like you said, empty and dry there and not Mm -hmm. even realize it just because our physical needs. Any thoughts you have on that? No, I agree. I I think that's a really good point. Mm, You just just connected those dots for me, Matt. Cool. That's why I love doing this podcast, man. I think that's (laughs) part of the reason of community, like Mm -hmm. to sit and read the Bible by yourself. It's a beautiful thing. Yes, absolutely. But to do so in the the sense of a community and with people is why we do life groups here at FCC. Mm -hmm. Um, So as you move to the A application part for followers of Jesus, what are some 
what are some points of application you think from this text? Yeah, I think number one, like realizing that that our our it's important that our prayer life does have spiritually minded mm. um, content or or direction. I guess I should say. Um, because, uh, like you said in your example, like we, we might, uh, in the times that we have everything met, we might be like less inclined to pray. But there, there's never a day that goes by where we don't need the grace of God, where yeah. we don't need strength for temptation, mm. where we don't need uh, to, um, you know, just go with our own will. Like there, there's never going to be a day where we we've got that all under control. Like we have to have that daily surrender. Mm. Um, because our flesh is going to be fighting that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, number one, just remembering, like, regardless of where things are at in terms of an answer to some needs, um, remembering that, like, these are daily daily needs that we have when it comes to just our spiritual walk alone, like, uh, aside from, from anything else. Mm, that's good. How did the Holy Spirit call you in your, or your personal response to, the, to today's text? Um, it remind, you know, it, reading this, like, there, there's, like, there's not a lot of me, right, when I read this. Like, when I read Jesus in this prayer, like, it's, uh, it's, there's a lot of surrender, mm. and it's a lot of will of God. It's a lot of, like, hey, f- like, when you use that phrase, like, as people, we always say, like, less of me, like, more of Jesus, mm-hmm. right, more of God. And I think that was something that, that convicted me as I was reading this. It's like, man, like, I'm not sure my prayer life is this set up in this way, right, mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, like, God, I need you, like, your will, mm-hmm. less of me, more of you. That's good. Uh, I would. I'm going to wrap up the here side, but I do have one one more question for you that maybe points back maybe to the explain part a little bit, just in your personal walk. So we have here like Jesus's model of prayer. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use the word like you could have like liturgical memorized prayers mm-hmm. or like Valley of Vision. Um, what's another um, prayer book from the Puritans? Um, there's another one. I can't think of the name of it, but you have like value vision. So you have these written prayers mm-hmm. and then you have like that personal, like you're coming up with your own prayers. Mm-hmm. Where do you see the benefit of both in your life or in a, a follower of Jesus' life, like the model versus the quote unquote, you know, designing your own? Sure. I think a great question. I think the the benefit of like the liturgical, the model, right, is there there already is spiritual content. Mm-hmm. Like there already is theology in that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so being able to like recite those prayers, I think is good because in a sense, like you're reciting like theology, you're reciting truth, right? Mm-hmm. You're reciting things that uh, last episode we were talking about temptation of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. In scripture, yeah. uh, and being able to recall that. And so I think in some ways you do, you know, you do the same. Um, the, those prayers have a lot of theology. Um, and and it's something I think too that... Um, could be a bridge for a lot of people. Like when mm. you get in the community, like that's something every Christian, right? Like we said a second ago, regardless of your life situation, like we can all pray the Lord's Prayer because mm-hmm. that's always going to be our situation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, but the flip side is I think it can become routine and we could just get in the habit and lose its meaning maybe. Yeah. And I think that's where um, when we pray our own prayers, it's, it's not that it's anything particularly special because it's from us so much is that it's, it's like authentic, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that's where we're at and we're having, just like you and I are having the conversation, like in that context, if you're crying out to God, you're having a real-time, real, you know, conversation. Mm-hmm. That's good. The first one is that a model, it's uh, <clears throat> it's in the sense of, for those of you that might use it, might not, I use ChatGPT for different things in my life, but uh, there are pr- you have to prompt ChatGPT to get things, and the better your prompt, the mm-hmm. better the 
product at the end is. Your prayer life cannot be that. <laughs> it can't be a prompt <laughs> that you just submitted and getting the product of God. Or so it's like uh, your your heart still has to be bent towards towards what that prayer is, is saying. So good, good. Thanks, Matt. Well, thanks for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast.